Hey guys, welcome back to Peerskin Talk. My name is Devin MacArthur. Um, so I just wanted to mention a few things. Um, you guys should join the Facebook group, Peerskin Talk, so we can talk about everything regarding the podcast. If you guys have specific questions and I can answer and answer in a forum where um, people have the same questions and they get the answers as well. Um, and then you can also follow me on social media at Pure Skin and Body Lounge, or you can visit my website at psblounge.com and I have an online store if you want to check out my products. And also I am leaving for out of town um, on uh, Saturday morning, uh, specifically, but by the last day, if anybody wants to order product or um, book a service or whatever, my last day is Thursday. So if you want to order product, you got to have it in by Thursday. So I have time to um, get it ready for pickup or to have it shipped out. So don't forget that. That is Thursday, February 28th. Um, all right, so let's get started. I'm doing things a little different. Um, I mean, I feel like I say that every week now, but I'm going to answer some questions and then um, I'm going to talk about, um, something about a facial I heard about this week. Um, so the first question is what's the best solution to get rid of acne scarring and even skin tone? So let's start with prevention. Wear sunscreen every single day. SPF 30 is all you need. The number one reason we age and scar is the sun. Um, and the second thing is don't pick. If you, especially if you have acne scars or pimples or breakouts or whatever, don't pick because that can cause a scar as well. Um, more than anything, it causes damage to the skin and that damage is going to cause the scar. Okay. I know it's hard not to pick, but that's just one way. That's just another way to avoid the scarring so you don't have to deal with the aftermath. Um, okay. So now that I got that done with, let's talk about fixing the issues. So first thing, continue to wear sunscreen every single day. Uh, the second thing is vitamin C serum. It has lots of antioxidants and it can help with healing of the skin and also evening out skin tone. I recommend this for um, 18 and over. So it's something you can start when you're really young to really help the health of your skin. Another thing is exfoliating. Um, not exfoliating enough can give your skin tone an unevenness. And that's because if you're not naturally exfoliating, slows down the older we get. Dry skin, um, you know, can kind of change the way our skin looks. Um, so you want to uh, exfoliate so that your skin can be more even. And then also the products will work better, therefore making your skin more even. Um, the next thing is retinol. It's a great ingredient to help with scarring and skin tone. Just be careful not to use it too much. Sometimes we get excited and we think, oh, if I use it once and twice, will it be even better? And then three times and then every, all of a sudden you're using it every single day and, um, your skin will be worse off for that. So, um, you know, less is more when it comes to that. Um, and you know, how much you exfoliate, how much you wear, you know, retinol is going to vary on your skin and your skin issues. So that's more individual. Uh, the next thing is grapeseed oil. Um, you know, I love this stuff. The more hydrated your skin, the better it will look. Um, and then another thing you can do with an esthetician is get chemical peels. They're great for almost every skin issue. I personally believe you get better results when you do these in a series in conjunction with good home care routine. Um, one, one peel, yes, you will see a difference, but they're not going to be as long lasting as say if you were to do a series. 
Um, and then another thing is microdermabrasion. It's another great thing to add to your next facial and it's usually less expensive than a chemical peel and um, usually less downtime. Uh, you know, depending on the esthetician, chemical peels, you know, sometimes there's no, no downtime with that either, but microdermabrasion, there's usually none. Um, so it's just a more simple way to go. Okay, so hopefully that helps. Any questions with that, please reach out and let me know. Um, the next one is perioral dermatitis. This is a red rash with bumps that is formed around the mouth area. Doctors aren't completely sure what causes this, but they think that maybe it's an allergy, maybe even could be your skincare products or your toothpaste. So here's few things you can do. Change your toothpaste. Find one without fluoride. Wait about a week and if it gets better then you know that's the cause and then just keep using that same toothpaste. Um, strawberries is another thing that can irritate the area and, and cause that reaction. Again stop eating them see what happens. If neither of those things work then I would actually stop with your skincare products one at a time and go from there. And I know it seems weird that if it's a skincare product, why isn't it affecting your whole face? Sometimes that just happens. Sometimes we just get a reaction in one area instead of all over. Um, so try those um, and see if that works. Um, I've seen where it is toothpaste though. So, you know, cross your fingers. I hope it's that easy for you. Um, the next thing, eyes and the lip area. Someone asked me recently if you can wear your eye cream around your mouth, and you know what? You sure can. I've always said that I think serums do all the work and replace corrective eye creams, but if you are looking for something firming during the day, then that is a different story. Firming eye creams are meant for daytime so that it can help with fine lines. So you can wear it around your eyes and you can wear it around your mouth will definitely help both areas. Okay, so I have to go on a little rant right now because I am upset about something that I just read. Um, I read an article about an esthetician in New York who did some damage to a client's face. I posted this on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to see, believe me, you want to see. This client left with red, raw, and burning skin. It looks like she was in a cat fight and the cat won. During the facial, she told the woman how she felt, but was dismissed. I am so angry about this that I wanted to address it on today's podcast because this is a perfect example of why I hear that people are afraid of getting facials. I mean, that's terrifying. People are going to see that and be like, see, that's why I don't get a facial and they're never going to get one again. And it's there. Those are not the norm. That esthetician is not what's out there. It's not what I know to be. Um, this woman, she was supposed to be, I feel speechless because I'm so upset about it, but she was supposed to be a professional, um, a board certified master esthetician is what was written in this article. We don't have master estheticians in California. And I mean, I know a master esthetician is, it just, it means more schooling, you know, whatever. We don't have that in, in California. Um, I mean, I've done a lot of training and studying and all that stuff. So I feel like I am one. Um, but, and then I don't know what a board certified 
I don't know what that means in the aesthetics world. Um, I mean, it sure sounds like a fancy title. Sure sounds like she would know what she was doing. Um, this is just a poor representation of what my industry does. Heather, the woman who got the facial, is a beauty director for two different magazines. She was offered this free, quote unquote, red carpet facial and was told there would be no downtime. It included microdermabrasion, microcurrent, and what seemed like a chemical peel. She mentioned like there were acids, and so she thought that that's what it was, was the peel. So let's go over this. First thing, I would never do microdermabrasion and a chemo chemical peel on the same day on a new client. Both of those are exfoliating treatments and not all skin types can handle them together. In fact, I'm not even sure I would do it on a second visit with that client. I only combine those two procedures when I'm doing a chemical peel series. It's just too much otherwise. Um, you can never guarantee no downtime but as an esthetician, you can usually tell who will peel, flake, etc. Another reason you don't do this on new clients. If you know their skin, then you are usually aware of how it will react. If I was doing those two procedures, then peeling and flaking are probably going to happen. And this woman asked about downtime because she was going to be, I think she said on TV or something. So she needed to know if she was going to have downtime and she was told, no, I just would never, I just wouldn't take that chance. And, you know, I always, here's, here's what I think could happen, but I don't make a guarantee. Um, the other thing, microcurrent, it's stimulation on the skin. So it could just be another thing that's too much because there is such a thing as stimulating the skin too much. So that's not necessarily, I mean, it's definitely not going to cause the scratching on the face, but it's, it just could stimulate the skin so much that that could be ca causing the redness. And if her skin already felt raw from a chemical peel and from the microdermabrasion, then the, the microcurrent is not going to help that situation. So, you know, on its own, it's fine. But in combination with what happened to her skin, it just probably made it worse. Um, and then if you were scratching the face, as this picture indicates happened, there are signs. A little scratch here and there, maybe you would miss it. Um, I mean, it can happen. Mistakes happen. You hold the tool wrong or something like that. You know, it can happen. Um, but her face is scratched all over. And you would just feel that with your hands. The client's skin had to be red. And this esthetician still continued on. Like, I just, I don't understand. Like, it... I don't know. It's so confusing to me. So none of this should have happened and was so easily preventable. Never stay in a situation with an esthetician that makes you feel uncomfortable. If your skin hurts and she isn't asking questions or is concerned, say something. This is your skin and you have to protect it. And by the way, this woman did say, that she, that it didn't feel right and maybe it hurt or something like that. And the esthetician told her that maybe her skin was just sensitive. And it's like, no, there's a difference. I mean, anytime I do, especially like a chemical peel, I'm always like, how do you feel? And I ask on a scale of one to 10, like 10 being worse, like what number are you at? And then I ask again, and then I ask again, because if she's at a five and all of a sudden she jumps to an eight or a 10, maybe we have a problem. 
doesn't necessarily mean you do, but you have to monitor and you have to find out what's going on. You have to constantly look at the skin and find out what's happening to it. There's more than just the look, it's the feel, it's everything that goes into it. And as a professional, you have to know these things and you have to pay attention. That's your job. Okay, I have to stop now because <laughs> I'm I'm so angry um, about this because I just I, I just feel like it shouldn't have happened. It didn't have to happen. Um, I don't think this person should be an esthetician anymore. It's one thing to make a, a mistake, you know, over wax an eyebrow or maybe use something that maybe was a little too strong for somebody's skin. I mean, things like that are going to happen. Um, but this woman, she really could have some permanent damage or even damage that's going to take months to, um, get rid of. And I don't, I don't think that's okay. I mean, at some point we got to be able to regulate this stuff and not allow that to happen. Um, and I'd really like to know what a board certified esthetician is. I mean, is that on the level of like doctors who are board certified? I just don't know. It didn't say medical esthetician. So I don't know. I mean, I would imagine a medical esthetician is somebody who is like a nurse or a doctor or something. I don't know. I need to do some research and find out what that is. But anyway, um, just, you know, the message here, I think it was an interesting story. But I also think that you really have to pay attention to who you're seeing, you know, a doctor, esthetician, whatever it is. I mean, ask questions, make sure that you feel comfortable with who you're working with. You want to be able to trust them. You want to be able to feel like you can say something if you're not happy. Um, I mean, you're paying for it. You, this It's your time. So I don't know. Just let this be a lesson. Be careful. Don't avoid estheticians. Just make sure you're comfortable and make sure you're asking the right questions. All right, you guys, I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. Um, don't forget, Thursday is the last day you can order products to have it um, picked up or shipped out before I leave. I will not return for work until March. I think I'm back March I think I'm back March 12th, so I'll be back to work on March 13th. Um, I will be working minimally, so you can still email me and, you know, I'll be posting stuff and whatever, uh, but just be patient if I don't get back to you right away. Um, but I hope you guys um, have a great week, and don't forget to join the Facebook group at Pure Skin Talk, and to follow me on social media at Pure Skin and Body Lounge, and have a good one, guys. Thanks so much. Bye.